time on his hands and too much recording equipment in his basement. Armed with an obsession to bring entertaining and informative content to the dental world in a way that's never been done before, I give you the Alan Mead Experience. Well, hello and welcome to the Alan Mead Experience. I'm your host, Alan Mead. I'm a dentist, a podcaster, and a pumpkin carver. Uh, I'd like to uh, thank the people who bring this show to you every week, a couple times a week. Premier Dental Products, Inspired Solutions for Daily Dentistry. I'll be talking a little bit about them later in the show. But I want to introduce my co-host to you, someone I've needed to get on this show for a long time. Uh, a podcaster in his own right, an educator, a surgeon, and a dude from South Dakota. We have Dr. Justin Moody. How are you doing, Justin? I'm great. Thanks for the invite to the podcast. Yeah, of course, of course. We, we sort of do this back and forth with each other's show. Now, Justin is the is the. I, I, it's fair to say you are the primary host of the Dentist Implants and Worms podcast. I mean, you have you have uh, regular, you have Gabe and and uh, Jeff with you, but you're kind of the big dog because you're the only one that's actually dropping any implants. I think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I. I, I would. Uh... We'd probably have the state board after us if. Uh, I was just going to say, I wouldn't. If you are letting them do it, I wouldn't admit to it. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, it was my um, it was my brainchild. Uh, if, if that's the right term, it but, is. Uh, yeah, it uh, it was. It was super. Um, it was inspiring, you know, from people like yourself. And I, I have to tell you, like I would have never ever thought that it would lead to what we have today. And, <laughs> I know. But I'll tell you what, what's cool about what we have today is uh, I have some really cool new friends like yourself. Yeah, most, and, mostly and, that's it. Mostly that's it. It, it. it really is. like. Um, so I went to the uh, AAID meeting, the American Academy of Implant Dentistry mm-hmm. out in San Diego a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago. And about the only social media pictures that I took were of the people that were coming up to me and saying, it's such an honor to meet you. And I was like, uh, I'm just from South Dakota. There's no, it's a little like, weird. It, it's, it's so humbling. It is. It's humbling. But the other thing I always say is like, man, you ought to see me in my office. I am not that impressive. I, I, you would, you would not be nearly as impressed. Uh, but, but it is, it's, it's amazing how people have come up with sort of this, this, um, hat in hand thing. It's very weird. Like I'm, I'm not still not used to it. I, I, I'm never going to not, I mean, appreciate that. It's really, it's very appreciated, but God, it seems, I mean, literally, I know you have a really nice studio. I'm just sitting here in my basement, literally. Uh, so it's, it's, I mean, it's not like, but what it's interesting in the same, in the same sentence, I can say that I know why people, why there, and there are a lot of dental podcasts. We were just on the, on our little podcasting incubator site. Um, if anyone's interested in, in dental podcasts or starting one, we do have a, a group we've had for a couple of years now. It's called the Dental Podcasting Incubator. I started that a while back. Now there's like hundreds of people in the group, but it turns out there's like 65 or 66 dental podcasts that Sean has been able to uh, find. You know, like there's there's a bunch of podcasts out there now. So I, I wouldn't have believed it because right. it, it's it's a lot of work. I mean, it depends on how much, like I do a lot, all my editing. I think you probably send your editing off to Jeff, don't you? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I, so it's, it's more, I mean, 
I, it's a lot of work, and, and it's one of these things where the other thing that's more important, I think you probably get this, is just keeping content rolling, like like making sure you've got shows for next week and stuff like that. I, I uh, That's maybe the more difficult thing as I record I this, as I'm putting it out tomorrow morning. Just, just oh, for sure. <laughs> I, um, I know exactly what you're saying because – you know, Gabe gets busy with his, uh, you know, with his career and I've been, you know, this is the busy continuing education season. Oh my me. gosh. So yeah. Been, I mean, I've been on the road, uh, you know, a lot here lately and, um, you know, if it wasn't for my portable, uh, uh, zoom recording studio and stuff, like we wouldn't get to, uh, you know, release as much. And I'll have to tell you, I'm like, I am. I'm very faithful to the, the, the listeners. And if we miss one, you know, which we have periodically. Yep, yep, we just yep. didn't have one on the hopper, and we all couldn't sync up, or mm-hmm. you know, the Feel. couple guests that we had lined up, you know, backed out at the last minute. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, like it, I feel bad. Feel guilty, exactly. I do. Right. I, I do. I feel guilty, and it's uh, you know, I'm, and every time I run into a listener, they're like, "Oh, don't worry about it," and I was like, "No," but I, if I told you I was going to bring you uh, content twice a week, now, uh, well. Rarely content, but if if you're going to listen to me talk, twice <laughs> but there week, will be there will be something on the uh, on your iPhone. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, I will tell yeah, you yeah. I'll tell you this. I like I I've missed for this one. I've missed some Wednesdays because of flooding in the basement or or whatever. I have plenty of excuses, but the bottom line is I just didn't have anything ready to go. And and right. I will put something up on the Facebook page, and no one really gives me a hard time, or they just tease me. But I feel like I feel like really. Uh, guilty if I don't have the content up there. And what's really funny is, is like as a listener, a lot of times you're not necessarily listening to it the very day it comes out. A lot of times I'm going, you know, many of the podcasts I listen to are, you know, I downloaded three or four days ago and didn't even, wouldn't notice if they were late or anything like that. But I think as a producer, you kind of, you kind of like, I'm super loyal to my, my release times and dates. And I kind of wish that I could give that up because that's not, it's not that important. Consistent, Consistent release is is important, but being like sort of militaristic about it probably is not. I don't know. Maybe maybe the listeners of the Alameda Experience can tell me how important it is that that it shows up at five a.m. on Monday and Wednesday. I don't know. Right, right. Um, yeah, I used to be, you know, like you know, militaristic about it, and uh, you know, now it's like, you know, what uh, if we miss one, we miss one. Um, but uh, I sure try not to. Uh, we've got some really good ones in the pipeline. Uh, I'm home for the next 10 days, so we will have uh, – we're going to be taping like banshees, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in the studio. Well, okay, interesting. You said something, and actually you sort of inspired this for me. Um, you have a mobile rig that's that's really good, and I basically stole your idea and did the same thing. I now have the head – I got four headsets in that, in that Zoom F8, which I know you have too, which is an awesome yeah. piece of equipment. Oh, my gosh. thing is a brick. I love it. And – uh, it's such good quality. Yeah, like, it is. That, yeah, it is. A lot of, there's a lot of podcasts out there. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, um, you know, we put, we spent some money in our podcast studio and a lot of the listeners, you know, well, they'll come up to us and say, you know, one of the things that we, you know, we do like about your podcast is that the audio quality is so good, you know, it and is. It, it, you know, and it, it make it does make a difference when you're listening to it. You know, if there's a lot of static or someone's doing it out of their car or whatever, like it, sometimes the background of it becomes so distracting that I that I dump the podcast. It can I, be. It can be. Okay, one of my yeah, favorite one, one of my time, favorite but... podcasts is called uh, the Fifth Column. It's it's a a couple of a bunch of 
sort of goofy libertarian journalists that are very funny. It's it's funny. It's political. It's it's really it's really good stuff. And this week, one guy. No, it wasn't. It was the Reason Podcast. I lied because the fifth fifth column is always live. So it was Reason Podcast. He's on the fifth column, Matt Welsh. He was calling in via Skype, and his Skype connection was bad. Oh, it drove me to distraction because I wanted to listen to it, and he was fading in and out, and and he like every third word was clipped and stuff. It was awful. And you know that's one of my favorite podcasts, and yet I I I didn't want to stick with it because it was driving me crazy. So I think I've come to realize with podcasting, the sound quality has to be good enough you know like it's got to be it's got to be good enough that it sounds good it's not distracting like the difference between what you're doing now and npr is unimportant but the fact of the matter is is what you're doing now uh, and i think what we do is is we just have excellent sound quality for the most part uh and and leave it at that it's just it's one of these things where it's it can be distracting i i think yeah so it's that zoom uh man that zoom f8 and those uh audio tech headsets um they our our podcasts on those I think are sometimes indistinguishable from I agree. Uh, I the, agree. The studio unless I'm out in like uh like the AID, we did a lot of uh you know, I do the I'm kinda like you, I got a couple podcasts. I got uh I co host the AAIDs. Yeah, uh, with Danny. With Danny, uh, I, I co host that and um we normally do those at meetings and such, yep. you know, so there's some background noise, but by the time Jeff dials that in and, and so forth. Like it's really pretty good. I like. Really I kind of. I kind of won't lie to you. I kind of like the background noise a little bit with those two. It gives some ambiance. You you sort of inspired me because I've been recording at meetings over the last couple yep. months for the dental hacks like a lot. And and here's the thing. First off, it's easy to create a bunch of content really fast because you're getting a bunch of people that you would want to talk to all in one yep. place. So there's that. Plus, there's actually the excitement of the meeting that kind of jazzes everyone up, and you've got stuff to talk about. So I. I'm convinced that literally you could almost do a podcast just with, if you went to enough meetings. I don't travel that much, but if I did, I think I could probably just make a podcast out of podcasting with people at meetings. Seriously, and that's that's you know big time speakers as well as people that are just attending the meeting. It's kind of a it's kind of a nice mix. We we got both of those in the Latin, in the BioClear meeting and stuff. It's been very cool. And I you sort of started that at the at the Voices of Dentistry last year because you guys had the the I mean I had gear and it was good. I I brought a bunch of gear down barely used it at all but you guys right. set up the booth with with the full-on headsets and i'm like that is definitely the way to do it that's definitely the way to do it and then and you kept people coming back with with uh swag and shots of fireball and that sort of thing you kept everyone like coming to your coming I, you to your know, booth so i i have to tell you um that you know the fireball thing was not born out of my love for fireball by any means. Uh, <laughs> it was um, it was born about by we were sitting there and I was like, I know this is the first time we've done the voices and we, no one really knew what to expect yep. or what we were going to do. But I was like, man, we got to have something to break the ice, you know? Like, it's like very like true. People were people were just kind of you know they were timidly walking around the podcast yes. lounge. Yes, because no like, one knew what to expect exactly. Right. So I was like, you know what? Um, so you know, Gabe and I ran down to the local establishment and picked up a box of Fireball, and we had we already had those shot glasses. You know, we were just giving away as swag. But I was like, well, let's let's get some people to fill them oh up. Oh my and gosh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that that wasn't all part of the deal. That's awesome. No, no, no. The Fireball thing was uh, we went. Well, we've gone down to the. Uh, 
the establishment because we were like, you know, hey, you know, there's not much going on. You know, people are, aren't kind of uh, milling around. So Gabe and I was like, hey, you know what? Your mantra is, uh, you know, helping you navigate the world of dentistry one vodka soda at a time. I said, so we better go get a, some vodka and some soda water, you know, and some solo cups. And, uh, sure. the, and when we were checking out, there was that box of Fireball. And Gabe and I looked at each other and I was like, well, nobody's nobody's gonna drink shots of vodka, you know. I said, let's uh, let's buy this box of Fireball, and at least at least maybe they'll take these damn shot glasses, so we don't have to haul them home. Yeah, no, and, uh, <laughs> so true. <laughs> and it was it was like the deal. And now, you know, hell, I gotta, you know, hell, I gotta rinse my osteotomies with Fireball. It's, now exactly, it's, with, it's 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 become your trademark to be sure. But but I will say that that helped create the spirit of this meeting. That helped. This meeting is the most interactive meeting between the presenters slash podcasters and and the people at the meeting. There's no meeting that is even close to as interactive. I and I know that we've only done it once, but if you happen to witness it, you know what I'm talking about. It was like there was no space between the presenters who were pretty much all podcasters and and the listeners and the audience. Like it was right there. Like. Well, Quite literally, I we—I mean, like half of your content that came out of that, and there was a lot of it that came out of that, was people who weren't podcasters, weren't you know big star guests. They were people that were attending the meeting, for sure. And, and but but you know everybody's got a great story. Yes, and yes. We can learn. We can learn from every single person that we we have an encounter with. Like it's not you know just because we stand on that stage and you know uh, spew whatever we spew uh, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean we're the expert and it's certainly doesn't make us any better person than the the people that are listening to it so frankly it doesn't can... necessarily make us any more interesting like here here's the thing you know what about what about those guys that literally showed up at the just at the last second and they they told their story to you and to Russell Kirk both that they bought a practice in dental school these are dental students that bought a practice these are now the life and dentistry guys who you know really well. You've done a bunch of stuff with them. But I mean, like, there's a there's a bunch of stories that came out of that. Like, like, shoot, there's two podcasts that came out of the Voices of Dentistry meeting. Like they were started those, right afterwards. Those life and dentistry boys are as good as it gets. It's a blast. Uh, matter of fact, this weekend we had three more of them go through, uh, finish our uh, uh, third session of the implant pathway, and every single one of them now has been through it. Uh, That's exciting. Some, some went to the Dallas meeting. Some went to the Orange County meeting. Some went to Denver. Some of them, uh, three of them, finished up here in uh, San Francisco this last weekend. But they've all finished it, and they've. Uh, this is kind of interesting. You know, we do a live implant training down mm-hmm. in uh, Phoenix, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, we, we there's only eight set. There's only eight people in a um, uh, in a session, and they were talking to us. They're like. Would you create our own session? So just, we'll just fill the whole session. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like these guys are out of school four or five months. They're dropping seventeen thousand to learn how to place implants. Mm-hmm. And all, I, and all I can say is, uh, kudos to you for for learning some skills that uh, you're going to get to use for your entire damn career. I'm telling you, this it's so smart to do this early on. It's so smart to do it early on. Seriously, like. Like even even if you walk away and you decide you don't like doing it, you still know that, right? Like it's it's an education. Right. But if you learn how to do this, it will pay off in such a big way. Like, like, like it is. It's a skill set, and I don't think I understood that. 
I think you understood that when you got out of dental school, but you you were a different dude than I was in dental school. We graduated the same year, and I was I, I was like the anti Justin to be sure. We should definitely talk about that. But let's talk about the voice of dentistry just just so people know what the heck we're talking about. It is a meeting, and it's coming up in Scottsdale, Arizona, this January uh, twenty eighteen. So January twenty sixth and twenty seventh. It's uh, at the um, God, I'm blanking here. It's the DoubleTree Resort. Uh, yeah, de- Valley. De- yep. Details are uh, details are are at com. And as of right now, if you use the coupon VOD100, you get a hundred bucks knocked off the already ridiculously low price. Uh, we got some amazing speakers coming. Uh, we've got oh, all of your podcasting favorites are going to be there. All of your dental podcast favorites are going to be there presenting and and podcasting. Most importantly, we can talk about the presenters, but I it's more about the fact that. I've seen the place and we had the podcast lounge was actually not huge last year. It was big enough to fit us, but when everyone was really rolling, it was pretty crowded. Uh, not, right. not going to be a problem this time around. <laughs> not going to be a problem this time. It's awesome. The The site is spectacular and we have two, we have two stages. Like we have a main stage and then we have the second stage. Arguably the second stage is better than the main stage. It's outside. Oh, it's so cool. It's it's in a it's in like a if you've ever been in like a really fancy wedding that's done it's outdoors but it's done in like a a super high rise tent kind of thing right that's the the second stage is in one of those and it is it is really cool it's it's like but the main stage is in a big tall it's really cool it's it's head and shoulders above the facility we had last year I I, I hesitate to say that because you know hey we started there and and it was good for us but this is just way way nicer it's going to be unreal. Most of my crown and bridge impressions are done with a scanner. But on occasion, I like to fall back a triple tray with some polyvinyl, just like, because that's what I used to use forever. And everyone kind of knows that if you're using a triple tray, it's pretty important that you use a really rigid tray. One of the problems with some of the plastic trays out there is if you don't get it in just right, the tray can actually just slightly bend and distort the impression. Everyone kind of knows this. No one really wants to talk about it. So, so rigid trays are pretty important. My friends at Premier have a product they call the Neo Tray. And uh, it's it's a rigid impression tray, but it isn't metal, interestingly. Like a lot of these trays, they're saying have to be metal. So there's a bit more expense to the metal ones. Well, these are a rigid tray without the cost of the metal disposable tray. Very cool stuff. Uh, really easy to use, really stiff, just like, just like the triple trays that you're used to using. Uh, except real stiff and uh, no concerns. I want you to give this stuff a try. It's Neo Tray uh, by my friends at Premier. And uh, I think you're not going to be disappointed with this stuff. They've got a couple different sizes. Uh, you don't have to worry too much about changing your technique if you're already using it, but it's nice and stiff and it's a little less expensive than those metal ones. So give them a try, Neo Tray. That's from my friends at Premier. Inspired solutions for daily dentistry. Well, I think that, uh, I think there's a, a lot of advantages to you know the desert and Scottsdale at the end of January and uh, oh, yeah. you know the majority of the I mean seriously more than half of the country lives in a in a cold climate and Phoenix is not cold. <laughs> they need no excuse wow. to get out in the in the end of January for sure. Right. I don't. And it's 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 what you know if you're into sports it's the dead week you know it's that week before uh, the Super Bowl college yep. football's over yep. it's the week before the Super Bowl like there's nothing 
you know, there's nothing uh, extraordinary going on uh, sports-wise during that time. And I think here's the thing I've had a couple people ask me about, Alan, and that was, uh, well, I think maybe some people think that they have to be a podcaster. Yes, yes. I, I feel and, like, and I, yeah. And I, want to tell, and I want to tell people that that is so far from the truth. Like, some most of the people that are lecturing, not all of them, uh, you know, have a podcast, but it's it's – it's based upon the podcast movement mm-hmm. and those that it's really built for those that listen to them, not yep. for those who do them. Yep. And I, I want people to know that that's not, uh, it's not for podcasters it's for podcast listeners, listeners people who are in the podcast, who, who like to listen to dental podcasts. I would argue that the speakers are all within the podcast space because even if the speakers that are there don't have a podcast, they've, they participated in podcasts all over the place. So they've been, they've been on shows and stuff like that. That's, that's like, for instance, uh, Dr. Jameson Spencer. He's not going to be there, but we had such a freaking good time having him on the Dental Hacks. He was one of the first people we thought of, and and uh, I mean, he's he's a really he's he's a big deal, <laughs> you know. He's he's a big he's a good get, but he's you know he's been on podcasts before, but he didn't have a podcast. But a lot of a lot of the I would say arguably a, a majority of the presenters do have their own podcasts, you know. Um, right. It's it's a really cool lineup. It's kind of it's kind of shockingly good. I and it's it's hard to say that. The other thing is, is Scottsdale's a really good place for potential um, people to interview, even if they're not speakers. You know, just just to show up and interview in the podcast room. There's the the spear, uh, the spear center is is you know just down the road from where we are, yep. and there are oh, rumor oh. has it we're going to have some spear faculty coming in to talk. Uh, I think the Productive Dentist Academy is going to have some of their all-stars w- walking through. So what's going to happen is not only are we going to have this really great, you know, we're going to have a lot of presenters, but honestly, basically all throughout the day and probably into the night, we're going to have podcasters interviewing people in the podcast lounge. So you literally can go and, and see your favorite people do what it is that they do. I mean, if you if you think it's crazy meeting the person that's, that lives in your head while you're listening to podcasts, it'll be even crazier to watch them make make the stuff in front of you. Very cool. It's it's so exciting. I, I can't tell you how passionate I am about this thing because, and frankly, it's kind of because of you. Like every time I walked in, you guys hey. were going. It was kind of, it was kind of, every time I walked in, you guys were going full, you'd have someone you were interviewing. It was, it was so cool to see that. And it was like how I pictured it before we ever did it is exactly what you did. I've said that a million times, but it's true. You sort of understood the spirit of the meeting better than anyone. Well, I, I kind of had that uh, vision as well. It's like, hey, you know, what? we're gonna go there, and I, and Gabe and I talked. We're like, you know, we're gonna go and we're gonna talk to as many people that'll sit down and talk to us. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we're gonna tell their stories as, as as little as they may think it may be. But I tell you, some of these little stories or these these tidbits that they have in their practice or in their life or whatever uh, uh, can make a huge difference, you know. And then. You, you know, then we have uh, you know Ryan Swain bounce in, and uh, um, that I, was that was crazy. Like Ryan had kind of been under the radar for a long time, and he showed up at our meeting and, and had a heart to heart with you guys. It was crazy. It was nuts. It it, it, it was so, it was so fun. Uh, it, it it really is. So uh, I can't I can't wait for it. Um, it sounds uh, sounds amazing, and uh, I, I love the venue. I. I haven't gone into it. I drove by it, uh, you know, a dozen times. I know exactly where it is. It's in a great locale. Here's the um, thing: I will say this too for Scottsdale. I know this uh, in a way. I almost shouldn't say this because it it could take away from uh, from people going to the meeting. But bring your family. 
this resort is very family friendly, like two beautiful pools. And you're literally right. You're, you're walking distance from all the cool stuff in downtown Scottsdale. It's just, it's really, I mean, it is a really good place to, to just, there's so much going on. Apparently that month, January is as busy in Scottsdale as any, like for the tourists and stuff. So there is a ton of stuff going on, uh, not to be missed. I I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to bring my family or not because of how busy I'll be at the meeting, but man, I know my kids would like that resort. So I'm, I'm still kicking it around a little bit. Right. Right. And I think that, I think you're exactly right. You know, those that want to bring their, uh, you know, their families, it's, it's totally family friendly. It's not a, uh, uh, you know, it's not an adult. Only oh thing. yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely not. Definitely. It's not. Super fun. It'll be super fun. I will say this. Uh, if you're even thinking about doing it, man, uh, the, <laughs> the venue is going to fill up like, like the hotel, uh, the hotel, oh, sure. the hotel block is getting pretty, pretty slim right now, apparently. Uh, so if you're thinking about doing it better sign, it'd be best to sign up sooner rather than later to get a room because I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of rooms around Scottsdale, but it's always more fun uh, when you don't have to drive. You don't have to come in, you know, to when you've got a meeting like this, it's always more fun to stay on site. So you better check it out. Voice dentistry.com sign up, use VOD 100, get a hundred bucks off and get your room cuz that's and all that you get the details on all that stuff and our 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 group rate and everything through the website so voicesofdentistry.com yeah it's going to be fun it is going to be fun okay so now i'm going to i'm going to just switch gears here justin i you are um a surgeon and an educator and and you do a lot you you wear a lot of hats so i want to do something that I, I haven't done with all of this many people on on the Alameda experience but you're going to get one of the cool sound effects so here The Alan Mead experience fly on the wall. All right, Justin, tell tell me what it's like to be a fly on the wall. I almost have to say probably your truck because because I don't even know that I could say in your office because your office is multiple places and multiple times. Tell me if okay if if we're starting in South Dakota, what is what is a regular schedule for Justin Moody? Man, um, you know, in all honesty, a regular schedule looks. Uh, an off wall like this. I'm generally in my private practice Monday through Wednesday, sometimes uh, uh, till noon on Thursday, depending on where um, I'm lecturing or uh, traveling to. And every other, every other Tuesday, I do drive down into Nebraska where I have some general dentistry offices and I do uh, dental implants down there. Okay. It used to be a lot more than it is today because uh, truthfully, several of my, associates have really taken to dental implants and uh, my services are only needed for the larger cases. And truthfully, my services are needed for the mentorship. You know, my commitment to my associates is that um, I will, I will mentor them and get them as far as their imagination can get with uh, implant dentistry or any dentistry that I can lend that system. I think mentorship is, you know, had died a wh- for a while on uh, dentistry, and I want to bring it back because without my mentor, Roger Pluster down in Lincoln, Nebraska, like there's no way I would be doing what I'm doing or doing the implants that I am today. So if you can help somebody along the way, like that's even better. So my day is, um, you know, every other Tuesday I'm down in Nebraska. Most of the time, you know, I really am here in uh, Rapid City uh, working Monday through Wednesday, and it's a referral-based business. It's 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 a it's a different niche for a general dentist to have, you know, a referral base. But 
So many of the dentists around here, they love the restorative spot, but I make the surgical side of it super easy for them. And it's been, it's been a dream practice. I'd, really. be, li- I'd be lying if I told you. I'd love it if you had a, a, a practice up here because I have some really great oral surgeons. I have some really great periodontists. I don't love the concept of placing implants, and so I'd love to. But but the problem is, like as you probably know, you can't let you can't like let the patient go home and and decide you're going to get a consult for him in a couple of weeks with an implant surgeon. And I mean, you almost have to hit you have to strike while it's hot to some extent, to, because only because the patients aren't going to be self motivated in a lot of cases to do this. It's going to be a great idea when you're telling them about it. But after two or three weeks waiting for a consultation, they're going to start thinking it's not such a red hot idea. And I'm so my suspicion well, is you your point your your practice you try and get them in quick and you try and and tr- try and get them to understand what they're getting into like quite quickly. I have a I have a real passion about uh, the spontaneity of uh, dental implants and even dentistry. You know, altogether, we did a inner. And I should publish this, but, uh, you know, we did an inner office uh, study, you know, a few summers ago where I took, uh, um, oh, uh, somebody was trying to get some volunteer hours, you know, to work on, you know, trying to go to dental school and such. And we pulled our, we went through our dentric schedules and we figured out what, uh, you know, from the time we did consultations to the time we did surgeries. And if we could do that in the first week, you know, we only had about 2% of the people you know, either cancel or reschedule the, the sure, surgery. Sure. And as you, as, as you went out every 10 days, you know, it went from uh, 2% to 11% to 19%. And if I went from consult to surgery in 30 days or more, I was losing 27%. Basically one out of every three people would reschedule. And the problem is, is that life happens. Of course. You know? I mean, people need cars, kids go to, you know, they need uh, they need a car. They need tires on their car. Their kid goes to college. You know they you know you have a flood. I mean you know I mean there's uh, there's thing life happens and money you know and you you unexpectedly need money for other life. Stuff. Yep. Yep. And if you don't do it right away, so one of the things that we've always made um, known throughout uh, this area is that if you've got somebody in your office that needs to be seen, send them over, and chances are. Uh, we're going to get them in that day or in the next couple of days. Like that's it's it is uh, it's core to my business. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's hugely important. And the reality is is that you aren't you aren't an oral surgeon per se, which is to say, well, you know, you do some wisdom teeth, you do some you do some implants, you do some biopsies, you do some some you do all kinds of other stuff in the sense that. Like um, I have people that I refer to, and they're literally taking you know facial trauma, and they're they're taking rotations in in the hospital and stuff like that, which is great. I mean, it's good that we have that. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying to some extent there is a certain amount of of need for uh, when you got someone who's contemplating an implant, I don't want them to wait on it if I can avoid it. I don't want them to have to think too much about, it, or at least at least not before we've gotten the ball rolling. I mean, I understand that sometimes surgeries have to be phased and such, but. But I want them to make that decision. The problem being, you know, shoot, I can do a bridge in three weeks. You know, you know, I so it, and and that's one of the things that it, that's realistically a lot of times the bigger uh, the bigger concern than the surgical. I used to think it's because people didn't want to do the surgery. I'm like, that's not it at all. It's typically it's yeah. just the time. You know, it's, it's time and the money. Well, time is what if you think about it. Time is what spurred or created 
the clear choice or the all on four model. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because as we as we look at those cases, we know that implants uh, have a better survival rate if we load them down the long axis and we put you know six on the top and get them in the molar areas and have good AP spread and all those things. But the reality is is that when so many of these people that have been missing upper molar molar posteriors on top and bottom for so long that they they have a lack of bone and when you say, well, you know, I could do a sinus augmentation graft followed by implant placement, followed by the deal, and it could take me, it could take me 18 months to get your teeth, or I could use some angled implants and uh, an all-on-four type technique and get you done in four months. You know, like that's what got pushed there, and I think that implants are the same way. Alan. A lot of people said, well, it was the cost and it was the the surgery that people chose bridges for, and I don't, I, I don't think so at all because in almost everywhere out here an implant and a crown is about the same price as a bridge yep. so if you yep. take money out of the equation the only thing left is time yep yep i and, okay so and it's interesting you say that i do i want to i want to come back and, and talk to talk to you about your education stuff how you're what you're doing for teaching but i i'd love to okay so i i a couple of weeks ago saw a prosthodontist speaking on really, really good, really good prosthodontist speaking on. He didn't call it all on four. It was it was uh, graftless techniques, but it was an all on four with the you know with the uh, implants you know kind of leaned into and, and they're trying to avoid grafts. And I I understand the concept, but in in what his main point is like, look, people don't want to go without teeth. The the temporary options are are the problem, and so this is the solution. And but my thing is like over the long haul. In other words, okay, so you're taking care of the fact that they never go without teeth. They literally come in, they get their teeth out same day. You've got four implants, and they have a provisional in there that looks like teeth. It's fixed. They don't have to do anything to it. That's great. That's what Clear Choice is doing. That's what lots of places are doing. My thing is, like, what do you look at, you know, two years down the road? Are you looking at those those four implants and wishing that you could have done a sinus graft, that you could have done and, and had more implants, you know, placed you know, more ideally per se, something like that. I, I don't see enough cases like this, so I can't really evaluate it. He was really, he felt very strongly that this was a really solid way to go. But then, you know, my best friend, uh, Bart Schultz out in Minnesota, he does tons of implants and he's like, I, he's not real comfortable with that. So tell me, tell me your, your thoughts are on that. Well, I think what you, what you had happen with Palomalo, who really came up with the all on four, which uh, in all fairness, all on four is a trademark. Uh, uh, procedure for using Nobel implants. Um, sure. So you know, but we you know we talk about placing you know these full arch restorations all on four, which just means four implants on each arch. Generally, that has to do with tilted implants. The tilted implant uh, allows you to suck up next to the sinus, but it puts the head of the implant farther underneath you know the sinus where you can increase your AP spread. Sure. On the bottom, we use the tilted to get up over the. Uh, the metal frame, and so because you can't put it vertically there. And my 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 thing is this: Clear Choice uses this model and treats everyone in the exact same way. You know, they they, they just get they get all on four. It's a cookie cutter, and you know, truthfully, you know it. Then Alan, the dentists like a cookie cutter. They like oh, you know, I mean, like, systematized everything. That's yeah. right. Tell me how to do it. Let me, and I want to treat everybody the exact same way. But the problem is, is that you cannot treat everyone the exact same way and when i to answer your question will all on four work for uh, some people forever and, and and very very well the answer is yes you know if you uh, 
have adequate bone, if you have, uh, if you don't have any parafunctional habits, if you have, uh, you don't have big thick masseters and 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 uh, and so forth. But then take that, take somebody that you know is an ex college or pro football player that has you know yeah. huge masseter muscles and huge jaw bones and uh, like they destroyed their teeth for a reason. Sure. Like, all on four on someone like that is not a great idea. So you got to, you know, and you, you got, then you've got to throw in uh, the health of the individual. I mean, how many risk factors do they actually have? Do they have diabetes? Do they take testosterones? Uh, you know, do they smokers? All these, you know, all these risk factors, which any one of them by themselves doesn't really make much difference. But when you have multiple. Add them together factors, and it's a complex situation. Yeah, you know, so you you take you take that into consideration. You take the health of the individual, the the opposing arch. Like there's there there there's a reason that these courses, you know, are sometimes two or three days long because it's it's not about the procedure itself. Like I can teach you to drop four screws and and restore these things in a uh, in in not that much time. But what takes some time is for you to understand the physiologic means and the biomechanics of why and where we would place these and the decision-making that you need, you know, to provide someone with a long-term treatment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to go back to what you were saying before about your, so you, you actually are spending now less time on the road to your, your satellite practices than you used to be. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. Yep. Yep. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's excellent because what that means is your your associates in those practices are are now doing the implants that you used to be doing, basically. Absolutely. You know, they're doing the abundant bone cases. They're doing the uh, the straightforward, healthy individual cases, and uh, when they when they need, um, you know, when they when they need sinus augmentations or grafting or big full arch cases, most of the time now. I'm just in the building. I, you know, it gives them that sense of sure, security. Sure, sure. You, you're you know, a fallback if necessary. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I'll show up and we'll treat my plan the case and they will go and execute it. And if they have issues along the way, I'll certainly help them. But that's, uh, you know, that's my goal of getting them to those points. And the the three Nebraska offices have uh, the, the associates down there are in different uh, um stages of their careers and different stages of implant dentistry, but they all understand the necessity for implants and know that if they were in a position that needed an implant, they would have it done themselves. And that's, you know, and that's how they treatment plan their cases. So they've, they've gotten good. We got cone beam in the offices, all the offices now. And it's like, you know, they're, you got to set it, you got to set yourself up to win. No, that's awesome. So, so you were not having to do like I, when I met you, I always felt like you were just the traveling dentist because you had, you, you know, you never, you never, when you woke up in the morning, you weren't sure where you're going to be driving to because you had so many different places to go to. So you have less of that in your life. It sounds like L- less driving and probably like more flying. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I was I was going to get to that. So so tell me about how in the world did you decide that you were going to be the the next big name in teaching uh, dentists to place implants because clearly that's what you're becoming with your implant pathway. And uh, now. The other thing is you've been traveling for implant education for quite some time, but now you actually have your own, your own, uh, your own jam here too. Tell me about all that. I want to hear about all that. <laughs> There's no, there, there was no point in my career where I woke, you know, where I decided, you know, Hey, I'm going to do dentistry to become, uh, you know, some sort of educator. Uh, that was not my, I never saw that. I never saw that coming. It's something that, 
uh, really evolved over over time. And it started, you know, my you know my my teaching partner, which uh, you haven't met yet, uh, Dr. Mike Frymouth out of Denver. He um, we we shared the same implant mentor and Roger Pluster, and we started out at the Mission Institute, and we took every one of those courses uh, when Carl was teaching it, and then we ended up at a maxi course down at the Medical College at Georgia. That was uh, once a month for 10 months, and then we ended up out at, uh, we did all nine courses of, uh, we did all nine of John Coyce's courses in 11 months. I remember hearing um, that. That's insane. And, you know, and we even took it another step further and uh, became mentors out at John's place, and uh uh, went down the credentialing path. You know, we're both uh, uh, we're both uh, diplomates in the American Board of Oral Implantology, and you know, all the all the credentials that are that are humanly possible in implant dentistry outside of you know going back and doing an, an ADA residency. And uh, it over that over that course, you know, BioHorizons uh, implants, who I've been using for quite some time, you know, they'd be like, "Hey, could you talk about what makes your practice good and what you know, like like how you develop." Uh, you know, such a good implant practice in a rural area. So they would send me to some, some study clubs, you know. All, I mean, I've been in little tiny study clubs from Albany, New York to uh, the, uh, the middle of Oregon and, you know, all parts in between. And I found that I loved it. Like Interesting. And it's, it's not as much about, it's not as much about standing up there and lecturing, but like, I have met so many dentists uh, you know, and, and, and people in this industry and it's like, there's no place I go that I don't really, that I don't really run into somebody that I've, that I've, uh, I've seen or I've talked to. And like, I really, really like that part. And when, uh, you know, when, uh, we looked at what was available for implant education out there, people kept coming to me and say, Hey, you know, can I do some, you know, can I come up and do some over your shoulder, uh, <laughs> I, I suspect you've heard that a lot with all the different, yeah. Yeah, you know, and then, so then I decided, well, you know, I'll, um, uh, I had this crazy idea that I was going to, uh, well, that was, was kind of crazy, but uh, we opened a teaching center in downtown Denver in, mm-hmm. uh, 20, uh, in 2012 and ran it for two and a half, about two and a half years, and it was just not maybe the right Slice of time. It wasn't maybe in the right, you know, wasn't maybe in the right uh, uh, wheelhouse for what we wanted to do, and uh, we ended up uh, we ended up closing it and releasing the space to someone else. And I'm like, you know, if I still I I missed it, like I, I like I like I missed um, teaching. You know what I really missed is the text messages and the emails you get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday after you do one of these courses with the PA of their first x-ray. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I did. I, I, I missed that. So uh, I went to Mike and I said, hey, you know what? We need, to, we need to do this maybe a little bit smarter. You know, people, people don't travel like they used to for continuing education. I said, so maybe we need to go to them. So this last year we decided to, uh, we did our course in Orange County, California, Phoenix, Dallas, Denver, uh, and San Francisco, and the momentum built, and we had people come, and then we found this live surgical training in Phoenix, which makes I think which makes us unique. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, you know, we, 
you can come down and actually place a number of implants in a in a domestic setting, not in the Dominican or not in uh, Mexico or whatever. But you're, you're also that. you're also treatment planning in the way that you would hope that they would treat and plan them in their own office too. That's a big difference. You've been out of the country. Yep, I have. Through these courses, and uh, the problem with those out of country courses is that. You know, you don't have the opportunity to see those individual cases before. Yep. You, you, you are not, you hit it on the head, you are not treatment planning them in any fashion like you would do in your own, in your own office. Correct. And you never get to restore them. So yep. it's like, so you really gathered up some guinea pigs and you dump some implants in them. You can't talk to them. You don't know if they're healthy. Hell, you don't even know if they ever get teeth on these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our commitment in Phoenix is to the to the homeless and to the veterans, and every implant that we place will get restored. Mm-hmm. And previous or subsequent courses usually do all the restorations for the previous courses. That's very cool. Yeah, it is. It, it, well, it, and you're, that allow, you have you right you have it set up to allow for that consistency too. Where where I yeah. mean, in other words, you've got. The treatment planning that you're doing are you know that you're going to have a restorable implant when you know and you've got people following up with them to make sure they're you know that the implants are going okay because I'm sure you, I'm sure honestly you got to have some complex health issues with those folks uh, I, I have a feeling anyhow. Well, there's a lot of uh, I feel uh, I feel bad for the the residents at that clinic and uh, for Dr. Marinfar that uh, is there every you know on Mondays because after we do on these courses you know we. Uh, like two weeks ago, we put uh, 241 implants in wow. in three days. And, <laughs> wow. You know, 12, that was 12 docs, uh, mm-hmm. 12 docs, you know, 241 implants. But that's not the brag point. Like, the brag point is we had very little complications on Monday. Sure, that's a huge deal. In the follow-up appointments. Yeah. And, you know, Joe and his team takes care of the follow-ups because we treat them like we treat them like the people that would be in our normal practice. Sure, and, sure. You know, you know, Dominican or Mexico or Nicaragua or wherever you go, like, like you have geographic success. But sure. Well, we don't, even, but I mean, they can't, the, you can't stay around long enough to, to, to see what happened. You can't like, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a long ways away. It's hours and hours of flight and stuff. And I mean, they have, they have people set up to take care of that, but I, I do feel like they're the follow-up. I mean, the follow-up wasn't something that I was, I was, involved with let's just say that right nor nor do you have the the ability to check up on your case you know for us um if you want to follow your case through you know i mean nobody's going to come back down just to restore these things but we do allow them to you know if you call us up you know six months later and say how did so and so you know how did my case turn out you know did i lose any bone did i lose any implants um and we can tell you because the pa- they're an actual patient in Dentrix that's been followed up with. You sure, know what I mean? they're like, probably on recall at this point. Absolutely, they're on. Absolutely, they're on recall. They've had their denture made. I mean, the majority of the stuff we do is uh, uh, implant over dentures and then some synchrogen. Sure, sure. And uh, you know, we we get that we get that follow up from them and we get to see you know how things went and we have you know we've been doing this you know we got. 1800 implants or whatever in over the course of the last year and some months and our success rate and that it's short term so far, but our success rate is that of, you know, skilled dentists. And, and it's, it's, it's awesome. That's it's exciting. Good. 
So if someone wanted if someone wanted to check out your course and the way you do things, what's the easiest way for them to find you online? Implantpathway.com. Implantpathway.com. Yep. And and uh, Doctor Justin Moody. They can go to my Moody. website too, JustinMoodyDDS.com. Uh, uh, you can find the link to the courses there, but it's implantpathway.com. Uh, uh, you can find our our 2018 schedule is uh, is just out. We're going to be in uh, Seattle, Seattle, Phoenix, Dallas, uh, Chicago, and we are making a guest appearance in Raleigh, North Carolina, at one T Bones nice. uh, facility. Nice, yes. Implant oh. Pathway and T Bone are coming together. That's uh, very cool. Oh, I you're can't gonna... wait. His place is awesome for that too. That's that's spectacular. Oh my gosh! I, I scouted him. I scouted him out. You know, uh, I stopped in when I was out there, and uh, it, it was you know every once in a while, you know, you have that perfect timing. Uh, yes. I was in Raleigh. I called T Bone. It was on a Sunday, and he was like, "Like this is strange." He goes, "I my 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 family his his, his wife and his kids were actually visiting uh, like her parents or something like that. They were out of town, and yep. he was just like sitting around doing nothing." Uh, or you know, I'm sure something, but he was like, "Come down to the office. We'll go to dinner." And uh, I looked at the facility. I hung out with him. We podcasted and uh, in his in his waiting room. And I was like, "How about Implant Pathway come here?" And he was like, "You would?" And I said, "Well, would you have us?" And it was off for the races from there. That's so cool. That's so cool. That's sort of the magic of podcasting, Doctor Justin yeah. Moody. I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, we're definitely, of course, I will see you in January for sure. And I'm yep. sure, I'm sure we'll be podcasting again before then, but, uh, voices com. You can check both of us out there. You can check him out in all the different places where he is. And, uh, man, I thank you for being on the show. This was fantastic. I, I appreciate uh, you being I, on. I appreciate the invite. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Excellent. We'll talk to you again soon, Justin. All right. Thanks, Alan. If you have any questions or comments for Justin or for any other episodes of the Alan Mead Experience, drop me a line at Alan, A-L-A-N, at the Alan Mead Experience, and I'll be sure to get back to you. And, uh, hey, go to iTunes or podcast app or whatever. Give us a review. Let us know what we're doing. Let the world know what we're doing, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon.